one thing I've learned, marriage exposes a lot of things. Yeah, like every time I walk by the mirror, I'm tearing myself down. God, I wish you'd stop doing that. I'll try. <laughs> Black women, I just want to let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. You mad? Would you like to say something to my face? I mean, hey, I'm just saying fine. podcast serving relationship advice and marriage advice by saying all the things you really want to say to your partner but won't let's get into the show what's up with it hey guys it's meg and Jeanette. you can call me meg and this is your boy greg what's happening and welcome back to another episode of get it together <laughs> so how are you feeling today feel good feel feel kind of tired Okay. Not not that tired that I can't <laughs> do the podcast or I can't do um, everyday life. Just exhausted. Okay. Great exhausted though. Good exhausted. Up. Oh, turn that off. <laughs> I never know how to turn off my laptop. Good, good exhausted though. Yeah, it's always ding. When you're not here, that thing dings. <laughs> uh, be all my hoes calling me. No, nah, I bet it is. <laughs> mm. Hitless coming soon. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm feeling good. Yeah. No complaints. It is start of a new week, so always, I guess, not happy about that, but, you know, uh, yeah. it's good. I mean, honestly, it's a blessing, so. Sure. No complaints there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, how's your energy today? My energy's good. I feel great. Uh, had something that tried to drag me down after having a great day, but I had to dig deep in myself and tell myself, no, I'm not going to do that. Um uh, so yeah, I feel I feel a little bit better. My energy feels good. I started acting class, and that was great. And then something about work pulled me down just a little bit because it was like stuff wasn't getting done. But mm-hmm. I pulled myself up and said, "No, no, 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 no! You have a great day. You're having a great day. So stop all that negative stuff, Greg." So yes, <laughs> my energy's my Thank energy's you for good. That. My energy's good. <laughs> It is. I, I mean, yeah. And then rating yourself as a partner. As a partner, I feel like I feel like I've gotten up today. I feel like this week, past week, I'm A minus B plus between an A minus and a B plus. So eighty nine and a half. You know, just need to get some extra credit. They with. don't give eighty nine and a half. Well, I, I went. To, well, I don't know what school you went to. Now. I went, <laughs> That's the hood school. Yeah, I went to hood school. <laughs> Just come in and every do that. Little, just, every little tenth of a point counts. Just come in and get that extra credit work. <laughs> Whatever gets them across the stage. Yep. That's it. That's actually not funny. The education system is, yeah. I'm not going to talk about that. No, it's still but, funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, my energy is on the up and up. Tell us. Not going to lie. Um, I'm feeling good. Okay. Feeling great. Yeah. Definitely had a good weekend. You sure you're feeling great because you're very slowful. I am. Today. How? I was rushing her to start the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. The person I've been, that was at work all day. I, I'm sorry. I'm at work for 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> no, because this morning, it was just a constant go, go, go. So And I had it all I, set up yeah, yesterday anyway, her. so I'm, all you had to do was just put it together. But it's fine. I still did it all. Um, That's what you do. Excuse whenever, me. Whenever excuse your spouse me, is excuse on a low, me, you have to pick up for their slack. Who encouraged me to say, hey, you go to your class. 
okay, you do what you need to do. Yeah, but you still got to do what you need to do at home. I was only here for 15 minutes. And you can get a lot done in 15 minutes. No, I couldn't have. Stop. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) See, all I... Criticize, criticize, criticize. That's all I hear. May I give myself my grading for the week? Or are you going to keep going? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I definitely think I have an 100 from last week. (laughs) Fix your face, first of all. That's rude. This is my personal reflection. And yeah, I've been a great spouse. I feel like I've been stepping up on catering and being a step ahead to like what you need and also paying attention to what really matters to you. So, okay. I get that one. Well then, okay. Well in that case, I didn't push myself towards the needs. I I would definitely say I give myself a 95 then. Give myself an A. Okay. You already gave your, no, no, because I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the needs that I given you on last week. And I felt like I was a lot more, I felt like we were a lot more touchy feely a lot. Like we were like all laid up all last week. Yeah, we were. Yeah, so but I'm always very touchy feely. I know, and I'm not like that. I feel like you were more receptive to it. Yeah, I felt like I accepted it, didn't run away from, it, didn't push away, didn't say, "Ugh, I just want to watch my show in peace" or nothing. I was like, you know, I can lay on the couch with her. We okay. can watch. I think it's because we we're bonding to a new show. That's why. Probably. All right. Well, this is taking a lot longer than it should have. Oh my gosh. Greg, what's that in it? All right, y'all. What's happening? (laughs) All right. What's happening today? (laughs) Yeah. No, no. What's what's happening? Yeah. I ain't going to let you drag me down. All right. So, a couple things. no, don't want to really throw this whole energy off on the podcast because it's very great energy today. But as you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this because, you know, I want to get to our topics. There was a mass shooting in uh, Buffalo on, a, what was it, two days ago, a few days ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't been really watching the news too much about it. Megan is actually the one that made me kind of dig deep in it. But um, uh, there was a mass shooting at a supermarket, uh, first degree murder charges being thrown out there at a supermarket called Tops in Buffalo, New York. Uh, you know, I've heard there's uh, 10 victims, and we want to say that our condolences go to those victims and the families. But we also want to, I, I don't have, I, I don't know. My heart always goes to anger. So I'm very upset about just what's going on with how they're dealing with mass shooters and all that. Like, it's just, it's annoying. It's it's very annoying. Uh, let me move on because that's just a topic. Yeah, I, I'd just I, rather not talk about I, it. I'm, I'm so pissed off. Like, it's it's bad. I, I'd rather not because I don't want a lot of y'all to look at me like the, bad, like the bad side of me. I'm sorry. On some other sad news. I'm wow. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's just bring in all the sad I'm sorry. news I'm sorry. I, we always talk happy. I, I want our people to know we real, so I'm sorry. <laughs> just in case you're having a great morning, let's we'll <laughs> lay it on them. <laughs> well, as y'all know, you know, Kevin Samuels did pass away. So our condolences go to uh, mm-hmm. his family. Uh, sad things have been going on. But out of the sadness, I want to throw out, like, you know, because Kevin Samuels really lived his life on a real manner. And a lot of times we didn't believe in things he said. And then there's some that did believe things he said. There are two things I want to point out with the whole Canvas Samuels thing. One, all the, can I curse? 
I mean, sure, I'm not gonna I'll do it. it. All, all the f boys lost their uh, like their man, as they are saying. A lot of men that actually like dug deep in his word are like really losing it, and it's so bad that two of them publicly on Instagram got tattoos of this man's face on their body. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, it's deep, deep. And I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, and that's, that's impact for sure. <laughs> and Pastor Jamal Bryan uh, said some oh comments in one of his uh, sermons. <laughs> so he was talking about going off about talking about a man can't tell or telling guys or a man can't get advice from what women are saying that they need. But he was also talking about how this also this man had to get a GoFundMe page to fund his funeral. And I was just like, oh my god, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. No, that, that wasn't was fake. true. It was a scam. That was people were trying to scam. He really, that was not his page for his funeral. Oh, that was oh, people oh, scamming. oh okay, yeah. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, well, that's, well, that's not what I was, t- that's not what I was digging deep. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't digging deep on the GoFundMe because I don't care if you, sometimes people fall on hard times. I've seen plenty of people who've had to use well, GoFundMe. Well, that's when you don't have life insurance, which we've gotten. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> adulting 101. No, so yeah, that was I, I was just following up on what the pastor said, even if it was true or not. That's not that was not called for. People are having satisfaction and throwing parties and throwing that's what he get to like this man's death, but that is not we this man still lost his life. The mother still had to find out that she lost her son, and she also had to look online and see people say nasty things about them. Like, all right. Relax. Yeah. Guys, stop. Okay? You didn't be- you didn't believe in the things he said when he was alive. Have a heart and just pray about, you know, his family and for the things that they lost. So, that's what I want to say on that. But I just want to say to all the F boys, it's okay. Relax. I understand y'all have nobody to give you knowledge. Just go in the world and be nice to people for once. There you go. So, <laughs> last one. Well, two of the last ones. Uh, we have Sierra and Russell Wilson, which we always kind of get like dinged towards because she's with a corny guy and Megan's over there. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> they uh, recently adopted a puppy uh, a few weeks ago uh, named Bronco. Beautiful dog. Be- beautiful dog, by the way. PETA decided to step in the room. PETA was like, oh, you decided to uh, literally adopt a whole like brand new puppy <laughs> like there are plenty of adoption uh adoption places out there like for starters the pound or all these other things and i was just sitting there like i think i've heard this conversation like maybe eight times in houston mm-hmm. when i said i wanted to get a brand new puppy what is wrong with me what's wrong with people saying that they want a brand new puppy or these things because I said, I said it to one person. Somebody was like, well, why don't you just go to a a, a dog uh, pound? What is it called? A, uh, I don't know what that, dog those places pound. are called. It's not pound. No, <laughs> like, no, I know it's not the pound. It's I'm so, not going there to get my dog. But anyways, people are saying that, and they're like, I, I, don't see the, I don't see the problem with it. It's fine. If you want your dog from – if you want your dog that's a full-grown dog and you want to get it because it's a rescue dog, hey, that's great. I don't mind. I've played with plenty of – uh, rescue dogs, people that bought them from, you know, the places that they got them from shelters and all that stuff. I played with them. There's nothing wrong with them. I want a puppy. I mean, 
that ain't nothing wrong with adopting a child, but I, I would rather try to have a child first before I decide to adopt. So, uh, yeah, relax. I know. I, I'm surprised you brought this up right now because I was going to wait till we bring it up before we do what we're like going to do eventually. But oh my God. I just, the people who have said those things to you are those people of color. No, not at all. It's never because people, people of, color. of color really have not talked to people me about people of color. Don't even talk about animals. Purchase dogs all the time. People of color don't even talk about animals like that. I just I don't know because this conversation truly drives me insane. Because literally just this past week, went to somebody's house and talked about how we want a specific breed and that's what we're looking at. And they recently adopted a dog and was kind of saying like, oh well, you know, if you adopted a dog you can get it for like $300 instead of X, Y, and Z. And I was just sitting there looking like, I don't want to adopt a dog that I don't know where they've been. I don't know what's happened to them. I don't. And it's okay. You do that if you want to do that. And it is always people, non-people of color talking to me about this. And I don't oh care if you get upset. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It truly gets on my nerves. Like, oh, why don't you adopt a dog? No, I don't want to do it. And it's okay. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, what I a- want a specific type of dog. And that's the dog I want. When I go to the adoption agency, it's not going to be there, the dog that I want. And that's okay. I'm going to pay for what I want to pay for. Okay. And it's the same <laughs> as like when I was in the academy, I have a, I have a friend. He has a couple dogs. I said I wanted to go through a certain company that has dogs. Forget it. The company has 50, 50 reviews, but the fit, the bad, the good reviews are from people that are first time dog owners. Didn't know the direction of going with the dog. The other side of the, the, the reviews were people that used to getting dogs from shelters, used to getting dogs from, uh, from agencies, these dogs that have been alive for a, a, a couple years and so. And they are like, oh, wow, this is an inhumane way to get a dog and this, this, and that. So when I, he said, he jokingly was like, Harris, if you get a dog from that company, it being a brand new dog or what, I'm going to punch you in the face. I was like, so if I want a brand new car and I have a chance to get a brand new car, but there's that car that's on the lot that's been there for a couple years that I just don't want, didn't say nothing was wrong with it. I just don't <laughs> want it. You're going to punch me in the face because I don't want the old car. I don't want a dog that's 10 years, five years, three years old. I want a dog that's like brand new. I don't care. I understand the situation and the problems that we're going to deal with it of having to train it, having to potty train it, having to make so it So even stop. if we don't know where the dog came from, there's still stop. other things that you have to deal with when it comes to that. Exactly. And it's just like, I stop. just, and not even to dumb the conversation down, but whenever you want new clothes, why don't you just go to the resale store? Why do you go buy brand new clothes? Like what? Like, cause you want to. So let people do what they want to do. Make it make sense. Literally make it make sense. <laughs> Uh, so I'm done because uh, I just went from zero to a hundred about an animal and I'm not about to do that today. Ooh, your blood pressure. I know. <laughs> Fan me. We don't, we don't never get this upset. <laughs> we just tired of hearing it. Literally. It's oh. so annoying. I, I pray that when you get pregnant, people will be like, oh my God, have you tried adoption before this? <laughs> Literally. Oh, <laughs> like, are you serious? But Hey. Let's whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up the talk about adopting a dog before people that actually are dog experts jump in and be like, oh, you inhumane people. Anyway, let's get on with it. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not going to go too deep in this last one because I usually only have three, but apparently there is a a couple secret sex tapes out there between Ray J. And little and little Kim, oh my God! Wow, Ray J and Kim Kardashian, and apparently the only reason why those tapes got leaked 
was because Ray J agreed with Kim Kardashian's mother. What's his mother's her mother's name? Chris. You know, I don't know. This is not right. This is false reporting. This that's not what it is. What is it then? Okay. I'm so confused. Okay, I obviously. I don't like so I don't, I don't I don't anything with the Kim the Kardashians I don't care for. I'm sorry. Okay. I so I I got it. Okay. Go ahead. You, <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So pretty much what has happened is that the Kardashians have this new show. Well, not a new show. They stopped their show Keeping Up with Kardashians for, I think, about five months. Thank God. And they started another show. They restarted filming. It's just called The Kardashians. Jesus Christ. But it's literally they're filming the same thing. It was still like a reality TV show. Um, but it's just like their life now within the past year or so. So, and what I will say about that, because I never watched the old Keeping Up with Kardashians shows. I really didn't care for it at all. Me neither. Um, however, I have been watching The Kardashians. And because, first of all, it is shot beautifully. And I really enjoy videography. And it's interesting how they shot it because they shot it like it's a vlog, like it's a YouTube vlog kind of thing. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I really like it. So it looks really good. It's aesthetically pleasing. And it's not like I sit there and watch it. Like I'm sitting there, oh my God, it's Tuesday. I got to go watch. No, it's not that. It's literally just like, it's Sunday. Greg's at work. I've watched all my shows and there's nothing else on TV. So I'm going to cook and this is going to be on kind of thing. So what's happened is that apparently on one of the, I think second episodes, there was like this big commotion that Kim did saying that. So her son was playing with Roboblox, which I guess is a, a game on the phone. Yeah. It's a, it's a game that kids play. And then her cry face popped up and on her. And then she's like, what is that? And he's showing, he's like, Oh mommy, it's you. And then like on the cry face, it's saying that um, click this to see uh, Kim K's new sex tape and stuff. And so she freaked out and made a big deal out of it. And it goes into like the next episode. And here she is like saying that, you know, she's going to like Ray J's manager is saying that they like had these new like videos and tapes and it's been leaked. Then it goes on to like the next episode where she's at SNL and they do this whole little thing where Kanye <laughs> the savior Kanye brings this like suitcase and they're all held around the suitcase before she goes to SNL. And she's saying, Oh, Kanye brought the sex tapes back. He brought all of it. And then like come to find like in the interview part, she, all she says is that it really was anything except them, her and Ray J having like normal, like lunch or like dinner while they were like on their vacation and whatever Mexico place they filmed their original sex tape at. Um, but she also had made a comment throughout the session saying like, well, I, I just don't know what it is. I need to know what it is. It could be, you know, something. I don't know if I'm like sleeping. He's like sticking something up my like butthole, something like that. And so that's the part that really pissed Ray J off. And so it became a whole, he like blasted her on social media. And it was like this big, long screenshot of their DMs and pretty much Ray J saying, Kim, um, I've gone along with you and your mom with this for a long time. And uh, you're making it seem like I'm like some kind of predator. Like it's I've been having to like live this down. I'm losing endorsements because of this. And like, uh, like, why are you bringing up this again? Trying to make it seem like against your will, I put out these sex tapes or things like that. And then what was interesting, like in the messages, she never denied that like it was a plan for like all three of them for them to like put this sex tape out so they could like make money off of it. So mm-hmm. then that's kind of like, and really honestly, we're all just like, okay, Ray J, we all knew this. We all knew that this was a plot 
for all three of you guys. But it's interesting because like what the thing that's happened is that Ray J, it seems like he has not, he had, he is not of the status that, you know, white woman Kim K and her mothers and sisters have become based off of the sex tape that was done. And also too, when it comes to someone releasing a sex tape, especially with whatever, I forgot what the name of the place that they released it with. The, everyone who's on the tape has to have consent to sign it off of it. So this is why it really wasn't like a, it, it's just, it's been dumb that within pop culture, we've been like carrying this on for so long. Cause like we all know that she had to sign a release for her to actually put out a tape about herself. Like you have to do that or they can't put it out. I think it's vanity or something like that. So, um, so yeah, but getting off of that Please, really, um, it. it's just that make it make sense because the whole like Kardashian family thing is just so interesting to me because honestly, like they built this whole like empire off of this, like one, one tape incident. And really it's just interesting to see how their, I don't know. I don't want to say like their aesthetic or like their like lifestyle has like bleeded into our communities that it's truly like affected the way that women think about themselves. So have you ever seen, uh, the story of OJ, the documentary yeah. uh, show you mm-hmm. seen? I, I want to watch it again, but, um, you know, just how they, how they started was with that. And the whole, there was another documentary that kind of bleeded into that about how the Kardashian name kind of grew more and more. Cause of course the, the dad, uh, was this outstanding um, lawyer, famous lawyer for fame for like for famous people, for celebrities, and all that, and just like bleeding into that, you know, they went for the whole well, my dad is basically kind of untouchable thing to we're kind of untouchable. So it was like the the whole stimic of them is no matter what I do, I can't be harmed. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Their whole thing is an untouchable um, like ray type of thing like no matter what happens no matter what i do like like you see with all the kanye west thing stuff that's going on of course we're all looking at kanye like kanye get help brother please that's all we're saying Mm -hmm. but it's always in the still in the moment it's all oh i can't do no harm like i yeah i i can't be touched that's really what it is i I can't but honestly just even like getting off of them is the fact that like whenever you see how we look at different body types in mm. social media or just in the world. It's kind of, so obviously we know that getting a BBL and different things is like, that's kind of been something that I truly do feel like has been popularized because of them doing it. Ooh, and we in Atlanta. So. That's in that people have been trying to emulate a body figure where you have the really, really tiny waist and the, Big hips and then the thighs that don't match. Make it make sense. Um, like that ideology and that body type is truly just like what you see all the time going down, like scrolling through social media. Like that's what's like, that's what's put off as being beautiful, and that's what everyone's trying to aspire to. And really looking at it as far as the psychology behind it, it's just that like it's just I've just seen how it's just had like a negative effect on lots of people. And, and I would say even like myself, um, I definitely feel like a huge part of me had felt that 
my waist was not small enough or my hips weren't wide enough or if I had this insecurity about that because of just this persona that's been put out that everyone's trying to aspire to. And it truly has like come from them. And honestly, and like, it just creates this whole, this whole generation of us where we're all just dealing with this underlining, just BDD, which is, which stands for like body dysmorphia disorder. And that's really like, I feel like what a lot of us have been like dealing with. Cause I speak to lots of different women and even just with even Stephen looking at their show right now, there's still things that they don't even like. Cause what's interesting that, you know, last thing I'm going to say about them is that they've had all this work done on their bodies. And if you still, if you look at their Instagram, they still edit their photos, which is mind blowing to me. For you to have all this work done and you're still editing your photos, there's something like psychologically deep down going on inside of your brain where you're not showing up at yourself. So, um, well, when you're used to that and that's a thing like changing something about yourself, changing something about yourself, changing something about yourself, it starts to become like a, like you said, psychological thing where in the mindset, no matter how perfect you may seem, you're going to find some type of flaw. It's mm-hmm. always going to be yeah. some type of flaw. As in like, you know, some people who could just take a picture of natural beauty because they knew from the from the moment they were born, hey, you know, I know, you know, I've been told I've been beautiful. My mother and my dad always told me to believe in myself and told me to believe in my beauty. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. when you psychologically keep continuously getting things done to you, it's it's not just going to go away like, that's it. I'm beautiful. I'm perfect. Because... Overall, we all know we ain't perfect, but that those type of people seem like they want to be perfect. So there's a thing where, you know, Christians always say, like, God always has the last laugh. So in, their, in that site, no matter how perfect we may see them think that they are, there's still, like, flaws in their whole appearance. So they're going to always continue to be like, it's not perfect. Yeah. It's just not, it's not perfect. Yeah. And so, like, and speaking of flaws in appearance, so story time. So I remember growing up that I remember I was always one of the most athletic people around, like, in my group. I remember being thin and I also remember being sick a lot. And so with being sick a lot, I would have to take steroids um, to, like, over a course of, like, long period of time. And so I remember there was, like, this shift whenever – I started being made fun of mostly like by my sister and being called like moon pie face or having little songs made about me. Don't about, worry guys. You know, they love each other though. <laughs> they, they love. Each yeah. Other, I, I love her, but yes, but <laughs> she has a lot to do with my issue. <laughs> and I remember well, gonna call us at finally, the so don't you blame that on me <laughs> in third grade. I took my yearbook photo and I brought it home and I looked at it and I remember, I remember this like this was yesterday for the first time I saw that my face was truly like swollen and I was like truly swelling. And if you know anything about taking like steroids, like corticosteroids, it swells up your body and like your jaw starts to like poke out. And that's literally what I looked like, literally like a moon pie, like she said. But before that, I had never seen it. I always saw myself as me being still like being small. And so that I feel like that is whenever it started with me dealing with having body image issues because I was just freaked out that like I could, I did not see that my body was different for that long period of time. If that makes sense. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. And so, um, 
I looked up the definition of body dysmorphic disorder. So if people who like aren't aware of it, kind of like what it means. And there's different, there's different levels to it. I mean, obviously it's just like, there's like the level where it's like kind of like the extreme where you truly cannot function in society. And then there's a level where like you're able to function, but like it still affects your daily life in different ways. So from according to anxiety and depression associated of America, um, when they display um, BDD, they kind of say it's like, if you think about people to think about their real or perceived flaws for hours each day, people that can't control their negative thoughts or don't believe people who tell them that they look fine. Um, their thoughts cause them severe emotional distress and interfere with their daily functioning, or they may miss work or school or, or avoid social situations and isolate themselves because they fear others will notice their flaws. Right. So, um, so with that, even within that context of kind of what it's talking about, I feel growing up, for example, I do remember times, and even just in college, I mean, if I'm being real, that I felt a certain type of way about my body where, like, I truly would not go to a party. I truly would stay inside of my room and just be like, no, I was way too big or overweight for me to go and do this. Or especially when it came to the summer and being very insecure about wanting to go out to the pool because I didn't want to be like seen in a swimsuit where it really was was affecting my daily life and different things of that sort. But um, I want to take a quick break because I have a question to ask you okay. about it. And then we'll be right back. All right. We'll be back. Are you tired of not getting laid? Go to sharpgame.net. Are you tired of getting rejected by women? Go to sharpgame.net. Are you tired of wasting your time and your money on women? Go to sharpgame.net. Even if you've been even if you were married and got a divorce, even if you had a girlfriend and you broke up, even if you got get rejected all the time, even if you have a hard time talking to women, even if your friends laugh at you when it comes to attracting women, go to sharpgame.net and your life and relationships will never be the same. Are back. I accidentally pushed the button way too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here. I my thumb even was sit right down. here, and then as soon as she fl- like kind of sat on the couch, my thumb like bounced off of like her sitting. So I was like, "Oh, I know you almost said that bad. on the couch. You did kind of flop. It was like that's, a, it was like a gentle. Joke. It was like a no. See, there you go. It was like a gentle flop. It's like you were half. It was like an old person flop. As a matter of fact, it's like when you almost there and you just go. Ugh. Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> back to what we're talking about. So right. when it comes to that, the issue with body image that like I deal with. So as your wife, I have two questions actually. So at what point in time with us dating, did you realize that there was something that I struggle with as far as having image disorders? You really want to know the answer? And then yes. And then two, Okay, answer the first one first. Okay, you really want to know? Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you because it's going to be a crazy one. Here's how I knew <laughs> she had body dysmorphia. <laughs> because the moment I noticed it, it was weird. Because she just kept telling me. You kept telling me you had body dysmorphia over and oh, all the time. Oh, I can't wear that because I have body dysmorphia. And I was like, what? I don't remember that. Yes, yes you did. Cause every time you would like, I said I can't wear that. Like you would try to like wear something out for a certain set, a certain setting. You like can't wear it. Have body dysmorphia, and I'll be looking like you're fine. 
then a couple times, then time will go by. Can't, I just, you know, I just don't like this, like going to the gym because I have body dysmorphia. And I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Like you told me consistently. So by the third time, I was like, she has body dysmorphia. Like it, it, it started to like. I guess you were so used to like, like telling me things, like being open about stuff and letting me know certain things that it was just something like natural for you to just be able to like express that feeling to me. So that to the point where you were always telling me, and I was just like, I get mm -hmm. it. It was. Ne let me explain something to y'all, because this is where I want her to know. I'm glad that we got a public setting that I can say all this to everybody. She does really, she really looks good. And I'm not saying that in a way to boost her ego, not to hurt her feelings. Megan has a bomb ass body. She looks good as hell. Have y'all seen her birthday pictures? I think it was 2020. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. 2019, her birthday pictures. Bomb as hell. Like fine. I'm talking about booty, cheeks out, everything. She looks good. And she's lost weight since that those pictures. Bomb. But she psychs her, you psych yourself because I do it to me sometimes. Remember how sometimes I'll wear something and you'll be like, oh, it looks good on you. And I'll be like, I can see my love hands. It does not look good on me. And I'll take, I'll rip it off. Like, that's <laughs> what I do because I kind of have like a small amount of it. But I just be like, man, you know what? Gotta fix it. Gotta fix it. You publicly out loud will say it to me, you know, damn, my body dysmorphia. And I'll be like, heard it the hundredth time. Okay. I got it. Okay, well, because I want to say something about that, because then, like, that makes it come off as being weird. No, so, it's not. No, no, no. No, it's no, not no. A I'm bad talking thing. about for me, because it makes it seem like it's something that, like, I, I stay as a, I'm wearing it as, like, a flag. Because the only reason why you're able to know that is because of me being so close to you and me getting comfortable enough to talk about what that, I've though. dealt with. I said that, yeah. I said, but, like, you are comfortable open with me to the fact that, because at first when we started dating, you wouldn't say that. Yeah. So I never noticed. I never seen. Because I never told anybody that before you. And honestly, I didn't know that that's what I was dealing with until I saw a therapist. And she talked to me about it and asked me if I had ever thought about that. And then she was the one who actually, like, discussed it with me and I started trying to help me out of it. Which, I mean, it didn't really work. But, <laughs> but she's the one who made brought it to my attention in a real way. So in that, and like, I was seeing her while I was dating you. So that's kind of like why I feel like if it came off as me, just, I kept saying it, then that's where it was coming from. To be real, you know, I know the, and there's other things that you tell me, like, you know, about how your ex used to be too. I felt like that played a huge part because I felt like oh, you, definitely. I felt like you could have, I, I know your sister, how she used to joke with you because siblings are just rude as hell. So let's just be real. That wasn't like a, she was intentionally trying to destroy <laughs> you. She was just being a sister that was just being mean as hell. Like my sister's a mean as hell. Nothing wrong with that. I felt like you would have gotten over the, the, the body dysmorphia. You would have been fine because your sister's grown now. Y'all are grown now. Y'all love each other. And obviously y'all both always look at each other like body goals. Her sister is, I don't want to say bodybuilding. What is, like, what is her exact? She's a physique competitor. Physique competitor. And you sit over here, work out all the time, have this natural, beautiful body. You built your booty up. You did all these things. Y'all, every time I see it, y'all always complimenting each other. So it's not like that's something that would have destroyed you if, mm -hmm. you know, if that would have just been one thing. But the fact after that was when you got into the dating world and you actually were, verbally abused so much yeah that's that's i feel like that's where it kind of well, came that that's where my mind goes i mean that and the fact of just the fact 
how I said it earlier, when you look on social media, which is like I had to do, I had to clean up my whole timeline because I realized through the process of trying to get beyond this, because I kind of spoke with you about it, but I will say that I have always feared having a child or having a baby with my mindset because I know that once I have a baby, my stomach is not going to look the way it does now. So if I'm at the point now that I'm still struggling and dealing with this, and every time I look in the mirror, I'm tearing myself down, I'm picturing myself as this wide person where, like, I consciously know that I'm not, but it's like I'm trapped into thinking that. I know that after having a child, I fear that it could get worse. And I feel like that's why I've been doing lots of work now to be sure that I'm clearing my mind of that and really strategically doing stuff to get beyond it. So one thing I have done is I've now, and I suggest anyone who, if you're having any kind of image issue, I really think that you should look at who you follow on social media um, and start to realize like, okay, why do I feel like that? Cause I went and deleted all the girls that claim that they got their body from working out in the gym. And really they've all they've done is just like gone and got surgery. And then they just try to portray they worked out to sell so few Instagram. I stopped following all of them. When I stopped doing that and I cleaned out my history like that, I stopped seeing those images and I would look in the mirror and I started to feel better about myself and be like, Oh no, like I have a normal body. Um, and then also too, like one of my friends, she was thinking about getting a nose job and I kind of say like, okay, like who do you follow that is like promoting getting a nose job? And they look through it and they're like, oh, like this, I've been wanting to have this because I'm seeing that this person's getting this and that's where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was a combination of being in that relationship where like I didn't, I didn't, I naturally didn't feel good myself. And then being with someone who did not make me feel good myself by myself. Plus now seeing on the media that this is what the perfect body is and trying to achieve that through the gym when most people, those people didn't achieve that going by going to the gym. It just is a combination just really just like, you know, gives you mind funk because it's like you can't get out of it. So I just, I just know for me that it's just not that it's been so hard that it's like now it's just been like debilitating, but I will say once we got married and just being with you, I feel like it just was exposed more. And I think that's the funny thing about marriage because I think marriage exposes really anything that was small. When you get married, it just becomes so big. Like mm-hmm. it's like it gets so exposed where like you now have somebody on the outside telling you every time you walk by the mirror, stop looking at yourself in the mirror because all you're doing is just tearing yourself down. <laughs> I mean, think about it like this. You always uh whenever I'm like wearing certain things, especially shirts, it's always just shirts. If I'm wearing shirts, you say, Stop pulling on your shirt. Stop pulling on yeah. your shirt. Stop pulling on your shirt. I'm so used to it. I'm talking about from a youth. Not a youth. Let's say a youth. So used to it from the, the minute that I felt like I started gaining like a lot of weight. I'm so used to pulling and tugging on the back of my shirt to you know make sure my, my shirt isn't hanging on the side of my love handles. Or it, all, all big people are used to that too. All every I've I've met so many big people say, Yeah, I tug on my shirt probably ten times a day. Mm-hmm. And to the fact where um I don't have love handles anymore, but I the minute my shirt feels like it's kind of squeezing 
a little bit on my abdomen or the my side or the little love handles I have left, I have to like I'll go to the bathroom or I'll come I'm here and I'm wearing a shirt. I'll take the shirt off. I'll like literally stretch the bottom of it like far out so mm-hmm. it's like flopping, and I'll put it back on. And you would be like, stop doing that. First of all, you're damaging the shirt. Second of all, <laughs> like you don't have to do that. You look good. Like imagine that. I tell you all the time you look good and you tell me about, you know, body dysmorphia, which I have no problem with that. But you tell me all the time I look good and, and I'm just sitting there like, I sit there and I try not to believe you either. But I'm like, you know what? If my wife said I look good. Mm-hmm. That's what I be trying to get her to. And I understand it's a, it's a thing that you have to fix on your own or it's a thing that you have to like diagnose, like like dissect on your own, I mean. But like as as when we got married, what did I tell you was one thing that happened for me? My confidence boosted. Yes. Like, I walk places now, don't care. Be like, I don't care. I'll, I'll walk anywhere. Just be like, somebody looking, somebody talk to me. I got confidence. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a care in the world, like, none of that. Like, when you would, when I would put something on and you would say, you're going to look good in that. Trust me. Or, babe, you look good. Babe, you're fine. Come on. All right, cool. When you say, it's time for a haircut. It's time for you to do this. Put some moisturizer on your face. I, I believe you. Yeah. I'm your husband. I'm ain't no, I hit my ring. Ain't no man you trying to look good for, but for me and yourself. Okay, I was so, gonna say I look good. Oh for no, no, me. I, well I said man. <laughs> I, I know, said man. I know. But <laughs> so my thing is when I say babe, you look fine. I'm not saying that because I'm just like oh. No, I'm sitting there like you look fine. Now take it off and come here. That's what I'm literally trying like saying yeah. in my head. Yeah, I like, mean I I get that listen. too. Which is like how you said whenever you got married, like your confidence went up and stuff. And I feel like, I think a lot of times, because even my friend just talked to me about this, saying that it's weird that that's still something to deal with as far as having image issues once you get married. Because then you would think that at that point in time, everything's like all, oh, amazing. Like now I don't worry about anything. I'm no longer insecure about my nose, my hips. Like, no. And it's really like how I said, it's not like that. It's really that like it's exposed more and you truly, truly have to deal with it now. Mm -hmm. And so, and I would say too, like what I've noticed too with being married is that how it definitely affects my sex life. Because I don't know if you've noticed that. Oh, I know. Have you noticed anything? Oh, I know. Okay, what were we going to say? Nothing. Okay, I, too, I thought you noticed it. No. It's, it's okay, well, I'm going to say it's what I was going to say. Well, you say it. Well, I'm going to say that whenever I, I notice that it affects me whenever, like, I want to be intimate, but I don't feel good. Like, I feel like I'm really big. So then I don't. I just, I'm, I'll just be like, no, don't touch me. Is that what you were going to say? Or that's what you were thinking. Well, Have you noticed that? I feel like in a way you don't say no, don't touch me. You'll let it proceed. And then in your mind, if you're not getting hot enough to, in your mind to yourself, then it's like, no. Yeah. But my thing is, I'm like, you are my wife. I am your husband. When I'm feeling down or feeling bad about my image, you put yourself on me and I go, well, well I mean, I got, I got one fan. I got one fan on my OnlyFans subscription. I don't feel like that. You don't. That's why I'm like, you don't have I, to be like, which I get it. Sometimes if you're just not in the mood, you're just not in the mood. I, I got but that's what, But that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm I saying. I will be in the mood. It's the fact that I don't feel good. 
about how I look. So it, it affects it in that way. But I still, I'm st- still to this day, because I remember we had the conversation like actively after one time this happened. And I was like, but why? It's me. It's, I guess I get it. You don't feel good for yourself. I get that. And I understand yeah. that's something that you have to fix, you know, you know, mentally. But in my mind, I'm like, it's me. I know. I'm, it's I'm, honestly very dumb when I'm I like, think about it. It truly is. But that, and I, and I don't want us to talk about this. And then like, you try to force yourself to go through that. Try to yeah. force. Cause then it, once you force things, then it starts, that's when it starts to become bland and mm-hmm. terrible. And in your mindset, sex isn't good anymore. Like yeah, I, because you don't feel good. Yeah. I want you to look at me and say, like how you felt when we got married, you told me that you felt like you could give yourself to me because you felt safe. You felt like I was a protector. You felt like I uh, gave you things that you didn't have spiritually, uh, mentally, physically, and all those things that I said that you said to me is vice versa to you. Yeah, I want you to look at that when it comes to like just the the physical sexual aspect. I'm not here to blow you back out for three minutes and then go to sleep <laughs> on you. I I want to love you. I'm I'm here to make love to you. I want you to know that I am thrilled. Like I remember you told me in order for, for some women to get hot, you can't just go jab, jab, jab. You oh actually, man, listen. You actually, yeah, I know. Look, look, I have, have, I, have to... I have grown. I have grown. But have I grown? He has grown. Okay. So <laughs> can't you just go jab, jab, jab. But you said, you know, kiss me a little bit. Like, like rub one, like rub my, rub my knee. I know. <laughs> it's like, a joke. I think it was touch, Kevin Hart or cuddle. something. It was Kevin Hart do saying, something. Rub, rub my knee. <laughs> do something Like Yeah, like to do that. And I, when I started doing it, I was like, now I feel like I'm not just making love. I'm actually like making you comfortable, making you as in like, like relaxed, like not intense. Like, I don't want you to ever think like you're uncomfortable because you feel like your body is not good for the moment. Mm-hmm. Your body is good for me every day. Cause if it wasn't good for the moment, I'd be sleeping on this couch some nights. Yeah. I, but I'm dead ass like sleeping beside you. Yeah. And it, before I go to bed at night, you are literally, literally sleeping in the same position until we doze off. When we go to bed at night, you literally like, uh, face is on top of my chest and my arm is like this. Mm-hmm. If I'm not like that with you, like consistently, if I'm like away from you, like sleeping out here or something, then that's something wrong. But I love sleeping beside you every day. I, I find you attractive. I don't go put some clothes on when you walk around naked. I go, yeah. Like sometimes when you walk by me, non-sexual, nothing's going on. You'd be like, oh my God. I'm like, what, what you think about? I'm like, well, it's a naked woman walking around my house. <laughs> what do you think what I'm thinking about? <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I, and I'm like, and I, I feel like I've always appreciated that about you and, and me having knowledge of that. Like, I know all that stuff. Like, I know that I'm attracted to you. I know that you're always attracted to me and like, I don't have to be that way. Um, which is kind of like why I feel like I've just tried to work very hard to get out of that mindset because I mean, I think that I didn't realize how much my my issue could like affect us in that way, mm-hmm. and I just didn't want it to be like that. And I mean, in like a way that I have found, because if anybody else is struggling with this, I feel like one thing that has helped for me is whenever I do stay consistent with 
going to the gym and cycling, then I'm like, oh yeah, like my body feels tight. Like I feel good. And I, and I has, I feel like it has a lot to do with the endorphins that are released with exercise. Cause it hasn't been a huge change, like drastic change in how I look mm-hmm. from like this month to, I mean, like back in October when we got married, but really like it's helped my mindset with, with staying consistent. And when I feel like I'm very consistent on my health and fitness journey, then then I'm always just like, oh yeah, let me get on top. All right. I know I look good and like different stuff, like the attitudes change. So, and I feel like it just comes with just taking care of yourself. Like if that's something that you do deal with, then like, what are the small things you do to take care of yourself? And it translates into the bedroom. So then no longer are you allowing like body image issues or BDD to like deprive your sex life. Cause I mean, that's, that's really not fair to yourself in general. And then it's not, it's not fair to you as like my partner for me to like feel that way or be insecure in that way. Right. And then, I mean, it's just, okay. So just like what happened to us this past weekend, we ended up going with some friends. Oh yeah. On a date, on a, on a double date night, it was another person that, you know, tagged along. So it was five of us and two of our, our couple, our couple friends that we had just came, met in Atlanta said, Hey, you know, let's go to the strip club. Megan knows I'm not a strip club person. People, and I'm not saying it's because this is my wife. You can pull one of my friends aside and say, does Greg like strip clubs? I bet you any kind of money he's going to say, absolutely not. I don't know how many times I've invited him to the strip club. And I got like six friends that have invited me, six people that I know that have invited me to the strip club so many times. I said, nah, I'm good. Because it just doesn't excite me. We went to the strip club and... The same way that I interact with the guys or the same way I interacted with my wife. My uh, Megan was like, you enjoying this? I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess it's all right. It's cool. <laughs> me throwing, throw, so sidebar, me throwing money to a stripper, it's like me trying to feed a lion a steak. Because you know how you're cautious? You're like, the oh, lion's right yeah. here and you're just trying to throw it. Me, oh everybody, people just walk up to the stage, just go and walk back. <laughs> this is me at the stage. For those listening, he's doing like the little salt throw. I'm, yeah, like I'm like a little. Like he's sprinkling salt. Like I'm sprinkling salt. So I'm just trying to like throw it. Like uh, Literally. It was at one point I almost balled one up and just said, here, just take it. Just toss it. <laughs> but like, I don't get that, 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 that thing with the strip club. So when Megan was talking to me, she said this one thing and I, I pointed at her like, oh my God, thank you. Because to everybody, strip, to, not everybody, to a good percentage of men, strippers are some of the baddest women, especially in Atlanta because the strippers up here do they work. Mm-hmm. They actually be balling out here. Megan looked at me and she said, looking at some of these women make me feel great about my body. I looked at her and I said, well, thank you. I'm glad that you said that. But why did you say that? And in my mind, I knew she was going to say it because I was like, I know why she's about to say it. Because <laughs> she was like, because majority of them had stuff done to them. Exactly. They bad because they had stuff done to them. You bad as hell. God sent. Uh-huh. Like, you look good. You look good. You yeah. look good. It's a meme. I know yes. you know what I mean. <laughs> I was like, you look good. But like, yeah. For real. But I mean, yes. But I said, because I said, like, they've had stuff done to them. But also because it just normalized that, you know, stretch marks are normal. They're and normal. having, like, your skin not being this, 
I don't know what it looks like, like this crisp, creamy type of look. Like that's not real. And if you're so used to seeing pictures of people that are edited all the time, no matter what, even just like a little bit of edit, and you don't see a real naked body in real life and what everyone's body looks like, and all you do is look at your own body, you're going (laughs) to automatically just find things that are wrong. So I think it kind of was just like a... It was like a healthy mind flip for me because I was I was looking and saying, wow, like my body looks like that. And <laughs> I'm like, it's not and it's not an edited version. This is real life and it's still beautiful. So honestly, the circle helped me a lot because I, I really feel like that was my breakthrough. That's why I came in here with this great energy because I was walking the mirror and being like, wow, this is not, great. Not your I'm husband. I'm so normal. Not your husband of lifting you every day. No, <laughs> because that's the thing. Like, no, I know, I know. I was like, you I, can't no, no, do I it know. for me. I got to fix know. my own stuff. <laughs> which I think is hard being married because you want to fix other stuff for the person. Like, you want to yeah, fix that for yeah. me. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's the thing you did for me. Whenever I was in my ways, you wouldn't, you would tell me like, you know, babe, if you feel this way, you know, change your diet. You know, work out. If you were, you were telling me when I would complain, you would say, "If you feel this way, yeah, it's easy change. to tell a person or someone else to do it." Yeah, but I'm saying you would tell me that, and I would be like, "You know what? You know, you're right." So I can understand. Like I look at certain guys, like I look at actors. I always thought, like, "Oh my god!" I always thought, like, as an actor growing up, and I know people that are actors or watch actors will notice this. The actors in the '90s and the early 2000s and mid 2000s, they be having these these the black uh, men that are actors crisp bodies you know no marks on the bodies no scars just crisp chocolate man on on tv have to have abs and this and it, it, it destroyed my mind like if i want to be an actor i can't be fat now i just want to be in shape i just want to look good for myself like i actually told myself like if i'm gonna get in shape and i'm gonna like work out i'm gonna do it for me because now these days these actors be looking like how they look yeah like scars i seen a couple men you know they one was in shape, but the other one was like, you know, I had an okay, you know, body. They had stretch marks. Mm-hmm. It's because crazy. I'm like, I have because me being a used to be kind of big person that's changing my my life around and has like totally lost a lot of weight. I have stretch marks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I have them like right here under like where my chest is, where under my arm is. I have them on my stomach, on my love handles, and me looking at that, even with my body is changing, and even with my body, like you know finally reacting right to the the workouts and the and the eating healthy i'm still gonna have those stretch marks mm-hmm. but the fact that i'm seeing this this positive image on television and on movies it makes me go huh you know what i i think i'll be fine so do you do you feel like you've ever dealt with body image issues of course stuff? of course of course so i guess like give a quick expert of that like where when do you feel like it started and where do you feel like it came from? Well, it all it started once. Um, it started a long time. I started. It started probably in middle school because I was real skinny, mm-hmm. real skinny, real nerdish, real short. You know, had braces. I looked like Urkel. Did the whole shabam, <laughs> and people would. I would always see. Well, in my mind, I would always see women go for these thug ass, thug ass people. They would look a certain way. They would dress a certain way, and I thought like, well, you know, dang, I can I at least be tall. So oh, wow. then I was like, I had braces and glasses. Why I got to look like this? Why, why, why? Then when I did get in like eighth grade to high school, I looked good. I mean, I did. But then it was just the fact that how I dressed and, and the fact that I dressed like Russell Wilson. I dressed like an old man, even in high school. Yeah, I, I, your I, mom was dressing No, 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 no. My mom stopped dressing me 
in seventh grade. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I was cool. so, but I was so used to it. I, I was, was dressing there, myself. I was like, so is it better that you <laughs> should have just said your mom kept dressing you? <laughs> no, mom, I'll do it myself. <laughs> he said, no, I did that. <laughs> okay. I guess I was so used to it, so I just stayed like that. I, I had my shirt tail tucked in my pants. I didn't untuck it. We had uniforms. I basically wore a uniform every school I went to. Um, I had my shirt tail tucked in my pants. Pants was like literally to the waistline, all that, which, I mean, I, I was not going to sag. That shit looks so stupid. Oh, yeah, it does. But I definitely um, say once I graduated high school, stopped playing football, I got I gained weight. Then I started, um, I like had this block in my head where I didn't believe in myself anymore because it was just sad to see myself like waste away. I was this perfectly fine looking athletic guy that just had like, you know, never had abs, abs, but I had flat stomach. Didn't have to like worry about like doing a hundred crunches to make myself look good. And went to the gym all the time to just looking like a blob, like looking like literally a ball. I look like a ball. If you ever see that picture of me in, in my, in a red sweater in church that I post on Instagram, sometimes I literally look like a ball, like mm-hmm. a, a red ball. And I, I hated that about myself. I was 295. And instead of me, you know, un- unlike, you know, I understand what you go through, but instead of me going the route that you took, I took the, all right, do something about it. And this is before I met you. Because I when you when I met you, I was in, like, in shape in, in a way. I was mm-hmm. losing weight. I had just got done playing semi-pro football. I um, was out of fresh out of the fire academy at Houston Community College. So I was in shape in mm-hmm. a way. So... I, it was do something about it. So when I met you and I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with my weight, it was because I was so used to being lazy because I was with you because I finally found somebody that accepts me. But at the same time, it was a kick in the butt. You were saying, if Greg, if you could complain, just do something about it. Mm-hmm. So I had to do something about it. And that was my, my short thing about it. Okay. Well, but I guess like that's not really. That's not really body, body dysmorphia. That's not body or a image body image issue issues. and stuff because you really, you really just said you got big and you decided to lose weight. Yeah, I just, I just so said no. It didn't no like more. affect how you interacted with people or affect how you, I mean, your sex I, life. I still see some guys, you know, people, and I still see people on Instagram. Still keep people on there. I'm like, oh, I wish well, I, I was could gonna get ask that. that, but then I also, but for myself, in my mind, I feel like I have my own character. Mm-hmm. I, I always look at life as a movie or life as a show. I'm my own character. I feel like people that are in my life that are here to be in my life for a reason, they love me for exactly how I am. Mm-hmm. So I never go, I wish I had that body. I always say, you know what? I can work out and I can get there. I don't go, I need that body now. I just go, it's coming. Relax, Greg. Don't beat yourself up about it. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's really good because a lot of times people don't have the attitude that you have mm-hmm. um, about it. And sometimes you can just kind of get caught up in just wallowing and feeling like this, like you can't make a change. You can't get out of whatever your physical or mental situation is. Right. Um, but one more question. So do you feel like men deal with, like, do you feel like men are affected by social media when it comes to like you you normally see so the guys that are big on social media that as far as by are the the big weightlifting guys with all the muscles do you feel like that affects men in any way 
Well, before I answer that question, let's take one more quick break, and then I will, like, literally... You gotta quickly just say yes or no. Uh, Yes, but I want it to be a better answer than just yes. (laughs) You got to explain everything. Okay. Oh, we taking a break. (laughs) And we're back. So to answer Megan's question, since she, like, just, like, rudely pushed me to the edge to answer. So men are, I think, just probably, like, a couple notches under how women are pushed on Instagram. Because the way that it works for a man is they see him. I mean, obviously we see a man is always objectified or thrown to what another man has. And then they say they want that, you know, man has a big truck. They want a big truck. Man has built his own uh, outdoor swimming pool. Another man's going to say, I want to build my outdoor swimming pool. It's always a competition. With a man, it's uh, with women, it's always like a saddening thing. Like, why can't I have? I feel like in my mind, I always feel like when it comes to women, like, why can't I have Why can't I do that? No, I don't know. When I, every time I've heard like anyone, like friends, girls that are uh, like friends of mine um, that I used to be like close friends with, like sisters, like, like some people, like maybe you sometimes I would, it would be like, oh man, no, I wish I can have that. Or I wish I've had that. For a guy, it's competition. But it's competition. Well, shut up. It's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just making it clear. I've never said I wish I had someone else said. So, anyways, it's always a competition for me. We always go, I can get that. I can do that, too. Whatever. I can do that. It's a jealousy thing. So, for a man, it's never uh, affected sadly by social media. It's always a, I can do that. He ain't nobody. It's it's always. So, anytime I follow. So, I follow these pages. I recently just followed one because he actually does have um, big... uh, like he pushes people to get where they want in life. So for me, I follow Michael B. Jordan. I follow uh, Anthony Joshua, who's a boxer. And I follow, his name is Simon, Simeon, Simeon Panda. Simeon Panda. He's a, hmm. he's a fitness uh, guru. I used to follow him. Huh? I used to follow him. You used to follow him? Yeah, yeah. He's a fitness guru. He has this, he's, like a big, uh, big for this company that uh, called Eno Subs, and he basically pushes people to get to where they want, and you know just kind of pushes them in a way that is very like driven. Mm-hmm. He's motivating. Motivated. I was looking for motivated. Yeah, I <laughs> but see it. as a man, me sitting there looking at three three guys, and I don't care. Y'all can look at me like I'm funny. Yes, every guy's gonna look at another guy that got abs and go, I, I can get those abs. We- Let's be real, I man. I mean, it's fine. It's yeah, not like it's I'm those like because some gay. people are gonna be like, okay. "You looking at other men on Instagram?" Yes, and those nigga. people need to grow up. <laughs> so I look at them and I like, I can, I can do all that. Yeah. <laughs> One, I can be an actor. Two, I can box, but my whole family and Megan won't let me box. And three, I can lift weights. Ugh, whatever, I can do that. Okay, I've never seen you fight before, so. But I don't know if you can box. I I remember I said, "Hey babe, should not should I uh like work out with my friend? He's a boxer." You said, "Absolutely not." I said, "Are they gonna hit you in the face?" I said, "Yes." And I said, "We can't afford any more of that." So. Yeah, yeah. You said, "Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not." And I was like, I said, "Obvious I, boxing, you're gonna get limit. hit. You gonna we wear we the limit of that brain being you gonna wear football, the protective so. equipment over the head and the face." But she was not the having brain it. Brain still feels she it. Was it. She was not having it. She was not having it. So I said, "Okay." I was like, "That's fine, whatever." But I, you know, I look at those guys and I go, okay, yeah, they they do have the things that I want. They do have, you know, the energy, the endurance, um, the the look, 
the being able to like lift weights, like wake up early in the morning, lift weights in the morning, and like later in the day lift weights again. They they have that thing. But in my mind, the way my mind operates, I don't go hardcore on it because every man has a jealous streak. I don't go hardcore on the jealous streak when it comes to that. I go, I mean, if I if they can do it, I can do it. Now, no, they they could do, I could do it. It's more of a if they can do it, I know I can do it. So let me push myself to do it. Yeah, it's more of an aspirational thing. Yeah, than you you experience. Like at that moment, I'm motivating myself to be like, well, if you going if you gonna say that, do it then, stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, I mean, I think I definitely think that's good. Um, yeah, so I guess like that's that's a much better way to digest stuff when it comes to looking at things um, in the media. But so I guess just like for me to kind of wrap it up and what I really feel like has been the game changer and really helping support my own mental health when it comes to beating this image issue I've always had. Um, It's like I found out, but I did some research. And so what I found out was it's called the mirror technique or it's called oh mirror exercise so it was there was it's really it's been conducted by um the body project and it was focused on helping women and people with body dysmorphia and what it is is that i stand in front of the mirror for five minutes and i with no clothes on and then I stand there and Which I... It should be fine for you because you walk around literally... Yeah, I never wear clothes. You, she doesn't wear clothes all day. Which is why it's just it's like... so the, weird that you have body dysmorphia and you don't wear clothes. It's why the, the world is so crazy. I mean, my brain's really weird. But I mean, that's why it's an issue. Because Smartest person I know. doesn't make any sense. Smartest person I know. But it's something that's always been with me. <laughs> Smartest it truly person. doesn't make sense. But yeah, and so I walk in front of the mirror, no clothes on, and... Stay in there for five minutes and you say everything that you like about your body. So whether it just be like, oh, I love my boobs. I like my nipples. I like my elbows. I like my um, hips and different things. And I'll turn to the side, each side. And I'll keep, I've been doing that for the past two weeks now. And I feel like it's truly just made a huge difference because the problem area was always my stomach and my waist. And now I've been going in from the mirror and I've finally got to the point that I can really, really say feel it and mean it. They're like, Oh, I really do like my waist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just feel like that doing that is something that I know whenever we have a child and like a daughter, which is truly like another reason why I've just been wanting to, you know, overcome this is to like instill within our daughter that, you know, to get in the mindset, let's stand in front of the mirror and let's say everything that you love about yourself. And everything that you love about yourself physically and then internally and just start building that into her because I just feel like, especially for women, it's, we're always so hard and negative on ourselves. And even just some of my friends, I think they're the most beautiful people ever. And they tell me things that they don't like or they're insecure about. And I look at them like, wow, that's crazy. You're not that. But then I have to look at myself and be like, Megan, you're crazy. You are not that. So it's just as women, I just feel like, we just got to be better to ourselves and truly just love, love, love ourselves and get to the point that we're able to really embrace who we are first and not worry about whatever else is out there, whatever else is you're consuming that's telling you that like you're not enough or you're not that. 
Um, and so that's like really like my passion. Like that's why I'm excited to have our future daughter because we keep saying we're gonna have a daughter first. <laughs> yes, that but to really do with her. <laughs> to wrap minds up, I mean, we talked about it the other day when I went to the gym. Uh, I went to our apartment's gym, and um, I always talk about you know I me. Mean, it's either it's always because every part of my body is good. Like my arms are starting to get more tightened up. Everything was good. It's always like the little bit of side boob that I have left that's lingering and a little bit of uh like belly fat that just lingers just a little bit longer. They like they they they're stubborn. Both of those things, the little side boob and the little belly fat, they just will not give up. They're like, <laughs> you wanna be skinny, huh? Mm-hmm. Shut up, fat boy. We still here. That's what that's what I feel like they're saying to me. Shut they're up, like, fat boy. Shut up, fat boy. <laughs> So I feel like I'm always insecure about those things. But then the other day I went to the gym and these guys were just walking around. I went to the gym, worked out extremely hard for about an hour and a half. They were playing because I think I guess they just moved in. They were playing around in the gym and they were like talking about lifting weights. Then one of them had like said, hey, bro, bro, can you lift that? And I was like, yeah, I can lift it. So we put like a couple weights on there first. And like, oh, okay, cool. Then we put 245s on there and it's like 225. I lifted it easily, like 10, like 10 reps. And they're like, oh, my God, you kind of strong. Then they just start adding like random stuff. <laughs> like I was like, I don't think this is safe. And I lifted it. It was like 335, I think. Three, mm-hmm. No, 325, 345. And I lifted. I did like two reps with it. And I was strong. like, wow. And one of them actually had like they looked really good. They were a really good looking guy. He was like, man, I can't even bench that. I was like, huh. You know, these, these, they used to be titties, they boobies now. Pretty sure, pretty soon they'll be all pecs. But these right now boobies can lift more than people that have pecs. Mm-hmm. Like so, it made me proud of myself. It made me go, you know what? I don't care how much I'm trying to change my body. Let me love what I got right now because yeah. honestly, it's gonna make me be more appreciative of what I'm gonna. It's like we always say whenever we're like trying to get something else, I always say, hey, appreciate what we got now. Yeah, just appreciate, love it now. So I yeah. made me think about that. Facts. Look yes, at yes. us, just you know, loving ourselves. I know, right? Ah, you thought. That's rude. <laughs> you just tried to give me a high five, and then took his hand away. No, we're not friends. Whatever. Yeah, cause I was your best friend. I want you around all the time. Hey, you don't. We want to be around all the time. Can I be your best friend? <laughs> if you'll promise you'll be my only one. I'm watching Dragon Ball Z. I don't want you in here. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys. And on that note, we're gonna wrap up this week's episode. So please be sure that you're following us at Get It Together on Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel so you can definitely see the visual of our lovely faces. My lovely face and Greg's handsome face. Thank you, thank you. You thought I was going to say something different. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and also check us out on TikTok. It's just a different vibe over there. Yeah, it is. So you can always find me at Megan.Jeanette on IG. Just AKA the uh, Instagram name might change. Just found something out for my acting teacher today. But for right now, you can find me on IG at Gregory.K underscore. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Ooh. Body dysmorphia and being married just gets on my nerves. What is it? What is it? Because I tell him one thing and he hears it from somebody else, and it's like, wow, they're just a mecca. They're so smart. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, say that again. Say that again. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Say that again. What'd you say? When somebody else says it, 
Yeah, I've been your t- wife already and what, said and what do I always tell you about your body? I love it, right? Blah, 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 blah. What happened? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. What? what happened when we went to the strip club? The strippers didn't tell me my body looked good. But I you had an epiphany. And I was like. Okay, but that's not what I'm And saying. I looked and I said, wow, five years is safe. That's not, I'm saying that I will tell you something and you go hear from your trainer, from your acting coach. They said the exact same thing I said from the people you work with. They say the exact same words I said. And all of a sudden it makes sense when Megan been saying it for years. She don't like my name. All right. We love y'all. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <now. laughs>